0: grumpy old gay men and their dogs. It's episode 67, day 4 here in the Zen Room. My name is Patrick Finn, but I am not here with Tommy Gibbons. He is absent tonight. He is feeling under the weather. No, it is not the flu or COVID. He's just not feeling good so we gave him a break tonight so my husband and producer steven is filling in his co-host tonight hello oh my god <laughs> jesus christ get the shit out of me with that damn
1: what the hell was that i was imitating you oh
0: really oh that's what i sound like huh But not only do we have a guest co-host, but we also have a guest tonight who actually was scheduled to be here, was it last week? Yes, it was last last week. week. But he had the flu last week, but he's now returned here tonight. Please welcome back Avery Bryce Dallas Howard Powell. Hello! (laughs) How are you? I'm wonderful.
2: It's good to be back.
0: Good to have you back. How was your New Year's? My New
2: Year's was all right. A bit flu-ridden, but, you know, other than that.
0: Oh, you just stayed home then?
2: Yeah, we visited uh, upstairs for a bit.
0: Okay. I was only up there for like
2: an hour or two, and I'm back downstairs. I wasn't staying up that late.
0: Okay, so you maybe on the early you. night.
2: Yeah,
0: it was sick. Well, we had a quiet New Year's. We were we basically here at the house.
1: Didn't realize all of a sudden we look at the clock and there's still people here and it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. we <laughs> were just know? sitting here talking, you know? You know? Yeah. We just didn't even play board games. Really? Yeah. No board game, no nothing. No I shit. had one glass
0: of wine the whole night for Me New Me too, New Year's. Well, yeah. I didn't buy champagne
1: because we wind up dumping it because nobody drinks champagne. champagne.
0: We wind up dumping the champagne. Right? Exactly. Yes, we had a quiet New Year's. But aside from that, we've just been busy with rehearsals for the Pavilion. Yes. Opening in less than two weeks now over at South Shore Ooh. Theater in Lindenhurst. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's been about it. Are you on rehearsals for anything right now?
2: I'm not. I'm in As You Like It also at South Shore. Ah. But rehearsals don't start till, uh, till Saturday. Ooh. Saturday. we have our read through. I and, just got my script. Very and, exciting. And,
0: and what role will you be playing? I'll be
2: playing Orlando. Orlando! Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> (laughs) cool romantic
0: Ooh,
2: so exciting
0: I'm sure are you going to wear a girdle
2: no (laughs) so I'm going to hang out
0: a truss maybe I'm going to
2: request a crop top
0: oh god (laughs) I'll pay money to see that
2: (laughs) you'll be the only one yeah yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, right
1: I'll, uh, I'll volunteer to do the lighting on that one. Yeah.
0: So shall we move on to our first segment of the evening then? Sure. Let's. Mm. <sniffs> mm. Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. Ooh. And tonight, heavy petting, we're going to go into a little archaeology. ooh. ooh. It seems that a Where team... we're
1: we petting that we're gonna be.
0: This is this will be at the this will be <laughs> at the uh, at the site of the original Jamestown colony. Oh. A team of archaeologists from the University of Iowa were able to extract DNA from rem- from remains founded Jamestown and found that they belonged to ancient dogs that were likely wolf or coyote-sized. They were indigenous dogs to North America at the time. They said the lineage of these dogs traces back to dogs when they were first introduced to North America around 13,000 years ago. And the team was trying to learn about when the European dog lines started replacing the indigenous ones. And the findings from this were like the first step in trying to find this out. Mm, cool. And they said at the Jamestown Colony at the time, there were originally about 340, 350 people there. Yeah. But from night, from 1609 to 1610, they had a period known as the Starving Time. <laughs> and during that time, because they had a drought and other problems to deal with. They D. Really had hot dogs, didn't they? So they ate horses <laughs> and rats and cats and even dead humans and Ah, also dogs. So, but the dog remains that they found. They're not sure if these were dogs that they that the colonists were given as gifts, or if they used them for hunting or anything, because they were primarily like hunting dogs. Yeah. But it looks like they were used to hunt a burdened bird deer by the native people. And there's also proof they found that colonist leaders gave a white greyhound to Powhatan or Powhatan, the chief of the Native Virginians oh, down there. Shit. Yeah. So I thought that was some interesting yeah, history. Yeah. Cool. Right. That's very interesting. And next we move on to our our Dictionary of dogs, our Compendium of Canines. But first, I had to make an an apology for last week. Last week, we did the letter N. We did the Norwich, the Norfolk Terrier. Okay. But uh, I discovered later that I went out of alphabetical order on the n dogs. God, leave it to a lawyer. Yes, I was looking at the wrong column, you know. This is what happens Uh in the Zen room sometimes, and I... Hit the wrong dog. So when we come back to the letter N, I'll start at the beginning of that list instead of just <laughs> pulling that one out. <laughs> but in the meantime, we're up to the letter O. Oh. O. <laughs> oh. And today we're going to take a look at the Old Danish Pointer. Ooh. Would you like to see a picture? Of
2: course I would.
0: This is the Old Danish Pointer. Those are
2: phenomenal
0: dogs. Right? Their coat is white with brown markings. They're about 21 to 24 inches tall. Weigh between 60 to 80 pounds. Mm. They were originally used as a pointing dog in Denmark. You know, for hunting on birds. It's a very quiet dog. Uh, which actually aids in it being a pointing dog, so it doesn't disturb the quarry. It's also a family-friendly dog as long as it gets to exercise. That's to keep occupied, of course. Yeah, a
1: friend of mine had
0: one. It's fast and active outdoors and quiet indoors, but it is not suitable for apartments or small yards. Yeah. Which, huh? looking sense. at the picture of it and considering the size of it, yeah, yeah, they, you need, can see they why. need
1: constant. Yeah. Activity.
0: Right, yeah, but they're just—they're a—they're a handsome dog. Yeah, they're
2: they gorgeous. really are.
0: I'm not a big fan of the coloring on them. Sometimes. Oh, I love the coloring. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the spotting like that. Why? You think that they look too much like a cow? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it just—it <laughs> doesn't appeal to me aesthetically. The face—it's a beautiful face. Name, oh yeah, right. So thank you for the old Danish pointer. Yay! Yay. 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 We now move on to our next segment.
1: Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday.
0: Yes, it's time for today's birthdays. Tommy's favorite segment. Everyone's favorite segment. Right? I only put one birthday on here because we got a long list of people on Bring Out Your Dead. (laughs) So I only put one birthday on here for today. It's an, what I consider an, uh, an overlooked and underrated actress. She was born Samil Diane Friesen, the daughter of Russian immigrants on January 4, 1937. After dropping out of college and becoming briefly engaged, she enrolled at UCLA and began working as a model. She eventually signed with MGM and studied under Sanford Meisner. She appeared on television series in the 1950s and made her film debut in the 1960 film The Rise and Fall of Legs Diamonds. Not to be confused with the musical Legs Diamond*. <laughs> she was nominated for the 19, 1969... Uh, film Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice for Best Supporting Actress. She also co-starred in the 1973 film The Last of Sheila. The one which Stephen Sondheim co-wrote. Really? Yes, he did. It was a murder mystery. And she, oh, she caught my eye and for which she received another Oscar nomination for the 1978 film Heaven Can Wait. Do you remember that film, Stephen? No. Wow, before you, I guess you were only eight years old when that film came out. Yeah, I was what? I was 16 when it came out. You robbed the cradle, remember? It's all about Warren Beatty's character is accidentally removed from Earth too early. His character becomes Mm. in an accident and this overzealous angel saves his soul too early. So they agree to return his body back and he goes back to this body of this (coughs) old aging millionaire whose young wife, played by Diane Cannon, is scheming with her lover and his accountant, played by Charles Grodin, to murder him.
2: Of course. And when
0: they put him back in the body he's already dead lying dead in the bathtub <laughs> and then he comes back to life <laughs> and the first thing he says, is her reaction is ah! he's just nuts she's great in the film very very funny she deserved the nomination she also appeared in the film honeysuckle rose with you willie nelson say her name, didn't you? did i i didn't say her name did i her name is diane cannon yeah if yeah. i didn't say, it. Did say i did say it did. okay i'm just making it official <laughs> But she appeared in the 1988, 1980 film Honeysuckle Rolls with Willie Nelson. She appeared with Al Pacino in the 1982 film Author, Author. And she also famously appeared as the victim in the 1982 film Death Trap with Michael Caine and Christopher Reeve. Wow. Did either one of you see that movie? No. I feel
2: like I have.
0: Oh my God. So Jeez. Michael, guys, you got to share, Michael. Her last film was last year's film, of uh, actually from 2021, Hope's Legacy. She studied directing during a four-year hiatus from film and became the first Oscar-nominated actress to be nominated in the Best Short Film Live Action category Hmm. for a film that she produced, directed, and wrote called Number One. In 1961, (coughs) she began dating actor Cary Grant, who was... 33 years older than her at the time.
1: Wow.
0: They married in 1965, and they had a daughter named Jennifer. She later filed for divorce from Grant in 1967. From what From what I understand, part of the reason was because of his overuse of LSD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. He was using a lot of LSD. He <laughs> yes. <later in> life. <laughs> she was raised Jewish, but she became a born-again Christian. And I believe today she is now... 86 years old. Well, happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Diane! I loved you in heaven can wait. (laughs) I'm sure she'll hear this. I'm sure she will. (laughs) It's now time for
2: our next segment. Wait, wait, wait. What, what,
1: what, what? There's another birthday, but it's coming up. But it's before your next podcast. Who's? Who's? He's a Long Island actor, <laughs> podcaster. Oh, are you referring to me? Law. My husband. Well,
0: my birthday falls on a Wednesday. We can observe it. It's on a Monday His this year. birthday's on Monday, <laughs> on the 9th. On the 9th. Where he'll be... <laughs> Sixty-one. Yes, I will be.
1: I had to think about that for a minute. I know
0: math is not one of his strong points. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a -a calculator in front of me. (laughs) So happy early birthday!
0: Thank you, honeyhead. No, uh, no, no. Oh, thank you. Now we can bring out the dead. Now we can bring out the dead. Now that we mentioned the almost dead. Yes, it was a busy week for the dead. A very busy week for the dead this week. The first, uh, I'll go back on the earliest ones first. I'll start with the ones who died earlier in the week.
1: He's got to flip a
0: page. I have to. i got to flip a couple of pages So many days. Oh, my God. Oh, well, the first one we can name. Well, let's see if you can name her. She's a fashion designer who first came to public notice when she made clothes for, clothes for the boutique that she and Malcolm McLaren ran on King's Road in London, a store known as Sex. Their fashion sense shaped the 1970s UK punk scene, which was dominated by McLaren's band, the Sex Pistols. Vivian Westwood. Vivian oh, Westwood is Westbrook. good. That's you, right. Look, and we just watched the I know what Sex Pistols I know. Just I the show. What My kind of God! God. I don't know Westwood. Not no, who Vivian Westwood is. Name. Why
1: do you think I call you Honey or Fatty? <laughs> I still don't remember. I, I, it was years before I remembered you were Bryce. I'm like, you know, the kid from the theater. The kid,
0: you know, the one him. Ha, Vivian! Ha, yo, Viv! Actually, it's Dane Viv. Is it Dane Yes. In 1992, she was appointed an officer of the Order of the British Empire. And then in 2006, she was given the title of Dane Commander of the Order of the British Empire That's for her services of- to British fashion. Because oh. of the leather. Yes. <laughs> mm. And, uh, yeah, so she died on December oh. 29th. Yeah. She was, I think, eighty-one years old. Wow. If I did my math right. Well, I think so. Not, probably short. not. 1941. 41. And she died in 20, 20, 22, 2022, 2022. So that's yeah, 81. 81. Hey, I got it right. The next person <laughs> next. the next person <laughs> who died also died on December 29th of this year. He was born with the name Edson Arantes do Nasamient I almost do that again. Edson Arantes do. Nascimento in Brazil. He was named after inventor Thomas Edison, but then they eventually dropped the I and this made him yep. Edson. He received this nickname during his school days when it was claimed he would mispronounce the name of his favorite uh, soccer player named Bile, which he always misspoke. So then he got this nickname. So this kid then got the nickname that we all know him by. He is regarded as one of the greatest athletic uh, players of all time, and labeled the greatest soccer player by the International yeah. Football Association, FIFA. And he was one of, among the most successful and popular sports figures of the 20th century. He was voted World Player of the Century by the International Federation of Football History and Statistics. And was one of the two joint winners of the FIFA Player of the Century. He scored... 1,279 goals in 1,363 games, which is recognized as a Guinness World Record. Oh, shit. Uh That's at least a minimum of one goal per game. Yeah, it's impressive. His first professional match was in 1957, where he scored a goal at the age of 16. On June 29th of 1958, he became the youngest player to play in a World Cup match at 17 years old. He scored two goals for Brazil as they beat Sweden that year. He became the first black global sporting superstar. He led Brazil to two more World Cup titles in 1962 and 1970. His last international match was in 1971. But then he went on to play for the New York Cosmos from 1975 to 1977. It, uh, his presence. Do
1: you have any idea who this guy is? It's sports. No. It's sports. It's a, it's a, so we neither one of us know. It's so a one
0: a name. word name, and you don't know his name. We don't know sports. Shame on you both for not knowing the name Pele. Oh. Oh, Shame. Of course I played soccer for six years. (laughs) Wow. I played soccer for about twenty minutes when I was seven years old. But when I was playing, it was during the height of Uh, the Pele fever in the country and they were trying to popularize soccer in the country then. Well, sorry for your loss. Who's next? <laughs> Who's the next dead one? The next dead one, huh? The next dead one. Uh, let me see. She was a working journalist from 1951 until, her, depth, uh, until her retirement in 2015. wah Yes, Barbara Walters. <laughs> Barbara Walters. She became co-host of the Today Show in 1974. Hey the on. first woman to hold such a position <laughs> on an American television news program. Oh, in nineteen seventy-six. She became the first female co-anchor of a network evening news program, alongside Harry Reasoner on the ABC Evening News. She then worked as producer and co-host of the ABC News show 2020 from 1979 to 2004. She's interviewed every sitting U.S. president and first lady from Nixon to the Obamas. Oh, shit. She's also interviewed such figures as Fidel Castro, Anwar Sadat, Menachem Begin, Catherine Hepburn, Sean Connery, Monica Lewinsky, Hugo Chavez, Vladimir Putin, the Shah of Iran, and the current president of Syria, Bashar al-Assad.
1: Well, she left just in time to miss interviewing that other prick.
0: Yeah, right. Although she, not she, she has interviewed both uh, Donald Trump and Joseph Biden, just not as president. not as president. Yep. She also created, produced, and co-hosted the daytime talk show The View, from which she was on the program from 1997 until 2014. Her last public appearance was in 2016. She was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame in 1989, received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2007. And she received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the National Academy of Television, Arts, and Sciences in 2007.
1: When journalists were journalists. Yes. Yep.
0: And my favorite parodies of her on Saturday Night Live are by Gilda Radner, of course, that you referenced. I'm blah, 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 blah. <laughs> But the one who really impersonates her and does a good job is Sherry O'Terry. Yes. She did a really good impersonation of Barbara. Gilder was more of a parody yeah, than anything else. Yeah. But Sherry did a really good impersonation of Barbara Walters. So yes, we say goodbye to Barbara Walters. Thank yeah. you. Thank, thank, you, thank you, you for your time. Uh, yes. Last but not least, he was the first Pope to resign since Gregory the Twelfth yeah. in 1415. Benedictes. Yes, Pope Benedict the 16th. Died on December thirty first at the age of ninety five. All I can say is good, good fucking, fucking riddance. Bye bye. I, I bye learned bye. More by when I had to look this guy up and do more research because I knew some stuff about yeah. him already. There was other things he did I didn't know about. In nineteen eighty one, he was appointed prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, which was earlier known as the Inquisition. Yes. He basically was in charge of defending a Catholic doctrine and was a stricter enforcer of it. Of known for excommunicating a few people and a few priests for it. Of course, he was very conservative on topics such as birth control and homosexuality. In the year 2000, before he became Pope, he managed to piss off Christians and other religions when he wrote in one of his many writings that salvation could only come through the Catholic Church and he referred to other churches as ecclesiastical communities.
2: Oh, my fucking God.
0: Then, shortly after becoming Pope in 2005, he said, The various forms of the dissolution of matrimony today, like free unions, child marriages, and going up to pseudo-matrimonies by people of the same sex. Are rather expressions of an Antarctic freedom that wrongly passes for true freedom of man. Fuck what you. What a frick. Right? He allowed priests to perform what was called the Tridentine or Latin Mass, which had been restricted after the Second Vatican Council. That caused controversy because the, the that Tridentine Mass includes a prayer that ask God to lift the veil so the Jews may be delivered from their darkness.
2: I'm shocked, I tell you, shocked.
0: Needless to say, when Pope Francis got into the spot, he <laughs> rescinded that, yeah. Yeah. which pissed off the conservatives in the church. Well, and the he Catholic also church. allowed
1: priests to, you know. Well,
0: I'm going to be getting to that too. Mm-hmm. their altar He also managed to piss off Muslims when he was quoted in a 2006 speech saying, he used someone else's quote, saying, "...show me just what Muhammad brought that was new, and there you will find things only evil and inhuman, such as his command to spread by the sword the faith he preached." Benedict actually later apologized for that offense, And he even made a point of visiting Turkey and praying at the Blue Mosque
1: there. Yes, this one coming from the head of the Inquisition.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, What else else did he say? While visiting Brazil in 2007, he said that native populations had been silently longing for the Christian faith brought to South America by colonizers. The proclamation of Jesus and of his gospel did not at any point involve an alienation of the pre-Columbian culture's nor was it the imposition of a foreign culture. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? How oblivious do you have to Jesus be? fucking Christ. Anyway, in January 2022, a report written by a German law firm and commissioned by the Catholic Church concluded that Benedict, when he was still a cardinal of Munich, had failed to adequately take action against clerics in, in four cases of alleged sex abuse from 1977 to 1982. Of course, in response Benedict asked for forgiveness for any grievous fault, but he denied any personal wrongdoing. However, starting in 2003 before before he became pope and he was still in the uh congregation of the Order of the Faith, he had did pursue a number of investigations against priests and as pope forced out uh this Mexican priest and founder of the Legionnaires of Christ known as Marcial, Marcial, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who have been accused of sex abuse repeatedly. Yeah. And John Paul II never did a damn thing about it. And then, oh, in November 2020, yeah, the Vatican published a report blaming not only Pope John Paul II, but also Benedict for allowing former Cardinal Theodore to characterize in power, despite the fact that they both knew of sex abuse allegations against him. McCarrick was the cardinal for Washington, D.C., and he presided over Senator Ted Kennedy's (laughs) burial service in 2009. (laughs) And Benedict, of course, for his good fashion sense, is known for reintroducing the wearing of red Red paper shoes. They were a hit. Of course. But only Chanel. <laughs> no, that I found that wasn't true. Yeah. I looked it up, that was not true. It's a that's a mix. He had them made by his own shoemaker. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's shoemaker. shown coupler. But when it comes to when it comes to Catholic priests and popes, the guy was a real son of a bitch as far as I'm yeah. concerned. But then again, I'm not Catholic, so I don't have to worry about it yeah, too okay. much. My husband, on the other hand, was baptized Catholic. Yes. Mama still has a picture of Pope John Paul I. Did she (laughs) like Benedict? No. No? Didn't care for him? Didn't care for him. Didn't care
1: for him. So... My mother gets very annoyed when she hears about people that covered up for child molesters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yep. So, anyway... Goodbye, Goodbye, and good riddance to Pope Benedict. We now move on to our next segment. Today in history!
1: Abigail's got something to say about that. Oh, does she? What does she have to say? See, this is why we need video. Yeah. she's here in the room right now. She's going she's from, from room my lap right to now. Bryce's lap. Going up to her daddy and
0: going back to Pricey. Well, today, on January 4th, in 1750, in Paris, two gentlemen, Bruno Lenoir and Jean Dio, were caught having sex in public for which they were arrested. A year later, they were tried and executed for being <coughs> homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Their execution consisted of being strangled and then burned to death. Uh,
1: that's a horrible death.
0: Yes. On, on October of 2014 uh the city of Paris established a memorial plaque at the location where they were arrested okay. to you know to note the events because that was the last that was the last execution in France for consensual sodomy yeah, me. is it a bronzed penis? Please tell me. It's no, it's not penis. a bronze penis. <laughs> I want
2: them fucking yeah. bronzed.
1: No, no, I have a big statue,
0: <laughs> one bent over holding holding the wall. No, afraid not. Oh, what a shame! And also, today in history, January fourth, eighteen ninety six, this state was admitted into the United States. What state was it? It's the forty fifth mm-hmm. state. It's the year.
1: 1896. 1896. Is that,
0: that's not
1: Alaska?
2: Nope.
0: No. Not Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Nope. Shall I tell you a little bit about it? Yeah, please. Yeah. The state bird is the California gull, but don't let that fool you. No. The state fish is the Bonneville cutthroat trout. The state flower is the sego lily the state mammal is the rocky mountain elk the state reptile is the gila monster Ooh. the state tree is the quaking aspen the state dance is the square dance oh, god the state firearm is the browning m1911 or m1911 yep. this isn't arizona is it nope 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 the spanish were the first europeans to arrive in this state Mexico. But before it was a state in the mid 16th century, it was a peripheral part of what was New Spain and later part of Mexico. Is it New Mexico? Nope. But even while it was still in Mexican territory, it was settled by uh, members of a particular religion who were fleeing marginalization and persecution. Utah. Yes, it's yeah. Utah with the Mormons. Yeah. It was annexed by the United States following the Mexican American War in 1848. Figure out. I'm like, I know it went like this. And And run it up the coast. Yeah, (laughs) what used to be Mexico. It It was a long time before it became a state because it had to outlaw polygamy first. Of course. So that's what that's why it was a long time because between the market, annexation yeah, yeah. and yeah. becoming a state. Famous Utans, Yes, it's Utans, U T A H N S. Sounds like the brand of a dildo. Utahns. Say, Utahns. Try the new Uton. It'll get you off in no time. It's,
2: the, it's gonna be the
0: newest of <laughs> Well, <laughs> Among the famous Utahns are American Idol singer David Archuleta. Mm-hmm. Really? Roseanne so recently oh. came out as gay. Really? Yes, he did. Yes. Uh, Roseanne Barr. Yeah. Well, she
1: can go fuck herself.
0: Lead singer of the Killers, Brandon Flowers. Really? Yeah. He's, he's a young should. too. I like him. Yes. Uh, singer Jewel. Okay. She's okay, from Utah. Okay. And actor Mike Lookinland, better known as Bobby Brady from the Brady Bunch. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> name. so yes, oh uh, Happy Utah Day. <laughs> <laughs> I. We now move on to our next segment. What day is it? Could you play Tell Me? What day is it? How oh, could you do today? Everyone likes that music. It's great. All right? Well, today, as we should all know, is the 11th day of Christmas. What did your true love give to you for the 11th day of Christmas, Bryce? Nothing. Nothing? No, I fucking ran home and came here. <laughs> Didn't have time to get
2: anything.
1: Oh. What did you give me, honey? What did you give me, except Ajita? My yep.
0: everlasting love and gratitude. I gave
1: you lunch. I gave you dinner. I gave you. Herpes. I say, didn't you give, you give you a herpes. Cheese, <laughs> if I gave you anything, it's gonorrhea. <laughs> oh my god. I allow you to live.
0: Oh, do you? Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I give you the time of day barely. <laughs> barely.
1: Woke him up at 8 o'clock this morning because the plumber was coming. And then the plumber didn't come. No, he came. They just sent the wrong guy. They sent the
0: wrong guy. guy.
1: Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. So we're going to do this. Um, this was a practice run for next Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Anyway, today is World Hypnotism Day. Have either of you guys ever been hypnotized?
1: No. Thankfully, never.
0: no. But no, I've, I've never been hypnotized.
1: I don't They've. I, don't they, I, don't I, I, I was at a show once and he's like,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd be the same way. Have you ever been to a stage show, hypnotist? I want to say, like, some school trip or
2: magic show or something or whatever. Okay. But it was But I was never impressed. No. I actually
1: know one. I've seen, I had, I I've no seen one. people that got hypnotized. My friend went to the hypnotist to quit smoking. Yeah. Okay. And it actually works. Yeah. And that's a group hypnosis
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's very helpful in hypnotherapy. Yeah. Never.
1: But I've never had to
0: cluck like a chicken or... Uh, yeah. No, okay. so yeah, you've never done any stage no. hypnosis. <laughs> stage hypnosis. Do you know who is credited with developing hypnosis? No. A man named Franz Mesmer. 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 That's exactly yeah. it. That's so how we get the word mesmerized. He actually believed that hypnotism was a sort of mystical force or manic, animal magnetism, as he called it, that flowed from the hypnotist to the person being hypnotized. But of course later researchers said there's no magical whack. element yeah, to it you of know it's not. it's just it's the power, it's of, the suggestion. power of suggestion yep. yes yep. so that was pretty cool I didn't know that did you know that someone was actually was convicted of murdering someone under hypnosis no really yes it's a case known as the Copenhagen Hypnosis Murders it occurred in <laughs> Denmark in March of 1951 uh what had happened was it was this man named Polly Hardrup and I'll say Bjorn Nielsen. And it seems that Nielsen had hypnotized Hardrup to carry out a bank robbery and the murders. When he committed the robbery, he shot one of the bank cashiers and then the branch manager. Jesus. He then fled by bicycle to a nearby street and hid in the building, but eyewitnesses went after him. And they arrested him, you know, on the spot and everything. Of course. It was uh later made into a film called Murderous Trance made in twenty eighteen. I believe it's on one of uh, the streaming services. Okay. But yes, that's an actual case of someone who committed murder under hypnosis. That's well there crazy. goes
1: Alibi, what is it? Ninety seven for killing my husband.
0: There are also the there are also reported instances of people using hypnosis to commit sexual assault and abuse. Yes. And in Russia, it seemed, in the 2010s, there was reports of a man who was hypnotizing people and convincing them to empty out their bank accounts and give, them, give him the money.
1: Now that, that's clever. <laughs> right? Let me guess, did he hypnotize them by guns?
0: No, it doesn't seem to. It seems at one point he was observed, he hypnotized a man, and the man allowed him to basically empty out his pockets. <laughs> my God. That's, yeah that's and then when he's like a block away, then he realizes you know the hypnosis stopped and then he's like oh you just you know yeah. yeah yeah so so that's the wonder of hypnosis yeah. It can be used for good or for evil, evil. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking faggot <laughs> Normally, we would go to turn your head and cough, but there's no health news except to tell you there's a lot of COVID going around again, there's a lot of flu and RSV going around again, protect yourselves, get shots, get vaccinated, you know the deal. That's yeah. all the new news. There's really no other really significant health news happening right now that we need to report about. Yeah, yeah play safe. So we're going to skip that, and we're also going to skip taking a look into my briefs because there have been no new developments in the war. There's not anymore. much there either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <somebody. laughs> uh, so we're going to move on into our next segment, which has now been renamed. Yes, it's time for The Week in Politics. I figure since the threat of fascism has subsided a bit... We can A little bit. broaden the scale of the segment and call it the week in politics. So and as we're speaking, the house just adjourned for the evening, it's yeah. Wednesday evening, after taking uh, their sixth vote for the speaker of the house. Gosh. And which... McCarthy still didn't get it, the fucking putts. No, he did not, because the Republican Party is now reaping what it sowed. Yep, it wanted these kind of extremist Republicans. It got you them now. Get some. Yep, and now they're paying the price. And for now it. their
1: own party is turning on them.
0: That's it. I mean, people are wondering: Is the Republican Party going to survive? In what kind of form? All is All these it people survive? say
1: it's not, but they also predicted a red fucking wave last year. And uh, what? What? What happened?
0: What happened? Well, the question is: You know, will these extremists take over the party? I mean, they seem to have taken over at the local level, but not on the yeah. national level.
1: Or well, will it go in like the Tea Party, where it just.
0: Or they may become a third party, you know? Yeah. Which is very possible, especially with Trump, if he decides to actually actively engage in running for re election. Oh, yeah. And if he loses to DeSantis, he can lead a third party movement. Yeah. But unfortunately, historically, well, not unfortunately, but historically, third-party movements have never been successful in national elections. And the reason is because they only run on the national level. They don't believe in building up to it. Then that's what the uh, Republican Party, I mean, yes, they ran national candidate in 1850, I think, or 56 when they first started. But they built up the party, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so just I'm enjoying watching Kevin McCarthy sweat this out. I, love I it. really am. He deserves. He deserves what he's
1: getting during this. I love it. Where they had to have a a polled vote just for a motion to, to adjourn. To adjourn.
0: <laughs> and god. they almost lost that. Yeah. Oh. Two votes. They got okay. it by two votes. Two votes. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing. It's like, oh my what? god, this this party is unbelievable. Baby girl, you are so.
1: Unladylike. Abigail, she never was a lady. No. The slurping you hear is her licking my hand. Yes. Not (laughs) Bright's licking my taint. That comes
0: later. Although it's right here.
1: I mean, that
2: comes later.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. So I guess we'll move on to our next segment then. Yeah. Yeah. watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. Yeah, it's time for We Like to Watch. And what did you watch this past week, Bryce? I Over this past week, I watched uh, two
2: films. I watched the less notable of the two, Don't Worry Darling.
0: Oh, how was that? Uh, really? I was, yeah, it... it, it I know it got a lot of hype, but did it match the hype? The point it was trying to make,
2: one has already been made so many times... That, you know, angry young men are dangerous when they fall down the alt-right pipeline. And it just, it took too long to fucking make anything happen. It was like two hours of edging and then 15 minutes of the fucking movie. Uh,
0: Okay. It
2: was just like, I was more interested in like the underlying plot of the movie than I was ever in the, you know, grand scheme plot that we were watching.
0: Okay. No, I know, what's-his-name was in this film? Um, uh, Harry Styles? Yes, how was he? Um, He... Was he naked? No. Then I'm not watching
2: He that. wasn't... I don't even <laughs> think he was shirtless for a moment. Oh, minute. then I'm
1: not fucking watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna put a Harry Styles on film and not even take his shirt off? <laughs> yeah. He
2: was... He was... He was fine, right? Like, okay. he's... You, He's Harry Styles. He's Harry... He's Harry Styles. Okay. The whole time I was watching the movie, he was Harry Styles. I
0: mean, that's what Was he able to actually act, or was he like other singers who go into a movie and can't act their way out of a paper bag? If he wasn't next to Florence Pugh
2: and Chris Pine... Okay. I think he would... He would have appeared better, but... He one he had no chemistry.
1: He got overshadowed with Miss Flow. Okay.
2: They every time they kissed, I felt like he was just trying to eat her face off. And I don't know. He I doesn't just I never, a stage like, kiss. I never felt like I never felt like they wanted not to tongue, fuck. No tongue, no tongue, no <laughs> tongue. Like a big part of the part of the you know their their relationship is that they always want to fuck. I never felt like anybody wanted to fuck anybody in this movie. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my god! This was it. Was it felt like it was supposed to be so horny. And it was just bah. bad softcore porn. With no Harry Styles chest. With no, no Harry yes. Styles chest. Nothing. And no, nothing. But Florence Pugh was, as we all expected, amazing.
0: We just watched her in something else recently, didn't we? That mo- Wasn't that the <coughs> that movie called The Wonder, where she plays the English nurse and she goes over to Ireland, goes to a girl who hasn't eaten for four months? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yes, seen that. Yes, okay, we saw it. It's interesting. It's, it's a little interesting. Long. It's a little long. It yeah. could have been cut down. But yeah, it's they could have cut story. it by about thirty minutes. I feel like every movie
2: she's in is like that. Midsummer's another one that I absolutely love, but you it's didn't
0: see that. Yeah, so
2: long. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was, goodness, she guess, was good in this. But she was good in it, and it was a good movie. Yeah,
1: it's it, an interesting. The whole
0: premise and yeah. what actually happens. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's one it's a good story. story. Planning on watching soon.
0: But like I said, they could have, cut, like, they could have done like they, 30 minutes less. What do they less.
1: call the, the, that rating now? It's it's
0: mental. Cerebral. 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 I love when they label these films now. Cerebral. Cerebral. It's like, oh my God, God please. Just fucking stop. Right? So did you watch anything else this week? I watched uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> all right, how was that?
2: Which was all around a better film than Tony totally, <laughs> Darling... Um, because it's just a parody on all of these biopics that are coming out that like you know try and do these big grandiose things. Okay. At one point, Weird Al has to save Madonna from a drug cartel. Okay. And it's it, it's exact. It takes itself as seriously as a fucking Weird Al song does. And once you know? his name plays, it. Daniel right? Radcliffe. Daniel he's fu- he's oh, fucking God. hilarious. Oh, that must be great. He's so funny. I absolutely watch it.
0: Um, it's on that.
2: the Roku channel.
0: Ooh, Roku.
2: It's free, but you gotta watch commercials. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> we used to that.
1: That's when the old men get up to pee yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, he's phenomenal. Evan Rachel Wood plays Madonna. She's also phenomenal.
0: Um, and it's just a silly, fun, great one. Cool. All right, I'll look for that then. Yeah. And Steven, what did you watch this week? Without me, anyway. Without you, without me, I don't know. Is anything on my list? I watched with you. Of course. Well, go through
1: your list because I don't think I watched that one show without you. I forget the name of it though. So,
0: oh, that no. that show—that must be a really good one. It's the show, you know. The guys, you in know, it. the guys in it, the know. guy from that other show with that you girl. Know. You know, lick my asshole. <laughs> Well then, I'll start with what I watched. Yes. Then, what did you watch? Well, first I had to make a All correction right, from last week. We were talking about Martin McDonough films, oh, we were talking about Banshees of Erin, uh, Banshees of Inisherin, yeah. And I was talking about the film Seven Billboards. I couldn't think of the right it's title. It's actually billboards. Three Billboards, billboards Over Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. So I just wanted to make that correction. Someone brought Thank it to my you, attention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But also this week we watched a 2017 comedy special by Bob the Drag Queen. Oh my god. Called suspiciously large woman.
1: Bitch oh. is so funny. Oh
0: my god, she was great. Purse yeah. And I know she's so made enough, she's made like one or two more specials since then. I, I I want to would track love those to down to see her live. Yeah. She really gives a like great she show.
1: Be
2: a fucking this is a, a show
1: that her mother was at, her brother was at, and her mother's always at his shows, but um her father her, Father her was father there, showed up, who First she hadn't time he had... seen in a decade. Yeah, he had never seen her before. Oh my god! And they only just started talking recently to that Jesus yes. woman.
2: That's yeah. That was
1: he is so freaking funny.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
2: Oh my god. Every time I see him in something,
0: it's he gonna, is I know
1: so so good. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd love to see him live. So we watched that, then we watched another comedy special from 2022
2: uh-huh.
0: called Chelsea Handler Revolutions. Uh, oh my! God. I know not everyone out there is a Chelsea Handler fan for whatever reason, but oh my god, the woman is than... fucking funny. Oh, she was great. Yeah. What a good show she gave. She was talking she was about her
1: sister and. The Sister's family and her
0: dogs, own, the rescue dogs, having to
1: move in to during COVID. God. Yeah, for
0: the dog lovers out there, you'll love this. You'll show. love
1: it. Yeah, you'll love it and you'll hate it. But she's not serious, she's a comedian. Yes, exactly. <laughs> have to remember that.
0: But oh my gosh, she was, a, she was, that was a great show. Uh, that really was. It was really good. I'd never seen her perform as a comedian before, Really? I'd only, only seen her on her talk show, you yeah. know. So, i never and that's seen that's why it.
1: most people hate her is because of the political,
0: yeah, shit. yeah, but With no, she's, Mar, this her, is her this, she this show, big thumbs up. That was yeah. on Netflix, also. Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, we watched this movie on Netflix, <sighs> it seems to be very popular this week on Netflix, too. It's called White Noise. Yeah. God. It's based on a 1985 novel by Dom DeLillo. It's considered a classic of postmodern literature. Oh, it should stay God. in writing. Well, I had never read the book. I had only seen this movie and did not care for this movie at all. It's all about this supposedly suburban, average family, whatever. The main character is played by Adam Driver. He's a college professor specializing in Hitler studies. Yeah. And he works at this local university. And it looks like he's
2: padded to make him look fat. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, gain the fucking weight. Or yeah. Or s- stay skinny.
0: Like. And then this cataclysmic, well, not cataclysmic, but a major emergency event occurs and the family has to evacuate. And during all this. Spoilers, his, by the way. During all this. The wife I forget who played the wife. She's You're acting me. She's acting weird and evasive and all this. And it just goes it's on.
1: Just, it goes from one story to a different story to another uh, story. Well, it's broken it, up the book is broken up into three parts. And, it's like, and the, that's the where they break the, up this movie. I mean, the, that
0: works for a book. Yeah.
1: I didn't know what the fuck was going on.
0: Yeah. By the yeah, by the last third of the movie, it just seemed to go off the rails a fuck?
1: bit. Yeah. It's over and it's like what just happened?
0: But also, I didn't like the main character played yeah. by Adam Driver. didn't like, like him at all. He was just annoying. Yeah, I just... Oh, my God. He was just... I, but, I mean, it's supposed to be a satire, and I understand it's a satire and everything. Yeah, but satire... But you so got to have some character in there you like. and got to like someone. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't Adam Driver's character. You know, even the kids, to an extent, were annoying, you know? So annoying. Yeah. And the way they're talking in the movie... Because in the book, it's all told in a first-person narrative from the main character's perspective. Yeah. And the way they're talking in this movie, it's like, real people don't talk don't this talk way. Like the conversations are having. Oh. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, big disappointment. And it's two yeah. hours and 15 minutes, this movie. God.
2: Yeah, that because was about two hours and 15 back. minutes
0: too long. Which
2: That's such a disappointment, because Noah
0: back directed that, right? Yeah.
2: And he did fucking Marriage Story, which is...
0: Which gets got great right reviews and everything. I every watched session. it, and I loved it. I've seen movies. clips of that, and yeah, yeah it is very good. It's great. It
2: Adam this, Driver's
0: good not it. Yeah, this is not in mm, his wheelhouse. I'm not a fan of Adam Driver, to begin with. This just solidified that for you. I that shit. I know, because I, I know he's... He'll be a great actor and he is very good in Marriage he's Story he's great Marriage Story he's not very I didn't like him in this yeah that's did disappointing. not like him in this really didn't so yeah big thumbs down on White Noise uh, so that was about all we watched this week yeah, yeah that yeah. was about all we watched besides was, the news was, yeah that's yeah, yeah. about it and porn those yeah well do. that goes without saying of course Twitter porn <laughs> <laughs> great we now move on to our next segment
2: God Karen you are so stupid
0: Yes, we are now moving on to stupid people, formerly known as people saying stupid things. I so figure it's much easier to just category them, categorize them as stupid people. Yeah. And my nominees for this week are the staff of Congressman Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Who started moving his office equipment and stuff into the Speaker's office the night before the first vote was taken, I think you guys were just a little premature there, right? It's like, oh, what were you thinking? You didn't you, you know, stick your finger in the air and see where the wind was blowing on this? Come on, no. you knew it was, he wasn't going to win on the first vote. Just yeah. Uh, yeah, I I heard that. I was like, you dicks.
1: <laughs> I hope they make did they make them move now. out?
0: I don't know. Um, maybe they just. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi's already out of there. You know? It's yeah. still technically her office. Technically the Speaker's
1: office. Yeah. But yeah. she's not
0: the Speaker anymore, you know? know she's not even the leader of the party anymore. Technically it's the Speaker's office. I know, but yeah. technically... she so he
1: should not be in there. Yeah.
0: Well, her terms supposed run out at the beginning of the next congressional session, which has now begun. So she's yeah. no longer yeah. Speaker. That's why this clerk is presiding over yeah. these proceedings now this, for the election of this poor House of. speaker. Oh, fucking woman. I know, right? <laughs> I, you gotta feel bad for her. She's
1: gotta go home and take a, She's fucking at least a value <laughs> and a tequila uh, chaser, you know? chasing
0: that Valium. Right? Jesus. So, to the staff of Kevin McCarthy, we say... Stupid! Yo! <laughs> I like to go for Kevin McCarthy too, so play it again. <laughs> we now move on to our next segment.
2: Raindrops on roses, and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings.
1: These, These are a few of my favorite, favorite things. <laughs>
0: Time once again for five faves. And being right now we're in the middle of a political circus, I figure we would name our Five favorite fictional political films. So let's start with Steven. Stephen, Stephen oh, what's done
1: f- with me? The first one, my favorite, has to be Bull. Bullworth.
0: Bullworth, which I wish I had added to my list, because it's a great fucking movie.
1: Great movie, and it can be. It can come out in theaters now, and it's relevant to. Yeah, <laughs> the it, the is, it is.
0: It is still relevant to today. It it's really like, is. Holy shit. For those of you who don't know, it's about this senator uh, played by Warren Beatty who is having some kind of crisis and actually hires, pays someone to, kill, to him. kill him. And then he has, I guess, a sort of breakdown. He becomes, like, rejuvenated and starts immersing himself in the black community. <laughs> because the person he hired was a young black woman. Well, yeah, which well, he didn't know that, of course. And it just follows basically this whole, like, last day. Of the election, of what's going on and everything, yeah, it's 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 a it's a great movie, great performance by Warren Beatty, and it, uh, yeah,
1: it's hilarious, it's touching, yeah. I mean, at one point you hear Warren Beatty rapping, yeah.
2: Oh my god,
0: yes, yes, you do.
2: That's I need to I need to
0: see that. Yeah, Yeah. it's yeah definitely worth the watch. So what's what's number one on your list, Bryce? Number one on my list. I'm going to start with the stretch. Okay, it's quite a big stretch.
2: Uh, clockwork Orange. In so far as it was uh, politically very important at the time, it's a political satire of what was going on. It's it's a it's a stretch, and I know it.
0: Yeah, it's more of a social satire than the political satire. Yet, if you look
1: it up, it gives the definition of a political satire.
0: Mm. Look, I said I'd start with my yeah, stretch. Yeah, that I'll real stretch. Yeah, I
2: know.
1: That's, Jeez, that's is stretching to, to a nine and a half inch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just hope it doesn't snap back. <laughs> Sometimes that's the fun. Though. Oh, my God.
1: But <laughs> you matter? You don't have my tootsies? Well, anything? first
0: one on my list, I have to go with the classic American political film, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yes. I have
1: that on mine, too. Ah, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Mr. Smith is my next one. It's, it's
0: the, the great classic American film about great. politics. It's it's old-fashioned. It's Frank Capra. Yeah. It's this idealization of American politics that we probably will never see in our lifetime. Jimmy Stewart gives a great performance in it. Gene Arthur gives a great performance in it. Uh, Claude Rains is wonderful yeah. as the senator, who for his first grooming... Uh, Senator Smith and this. I, yeah, I can't recommend the movie enough. Yeah, it's really good. It's part of the 1939 movies or classic movies of that year that yeah. came out. That was one of it's them. It's always on turn of classic movies. Yep, so yeah, that's the first one on my list. So what's next on your list, Stephen? Well, the next one was Mr. Mr. Smith. Smith. All right, then we'll go to your next one. No, two. no, no, no. No. We'll
1: skip my last one then. Oh, okay. Oh. My next one then will is Milk.
0: See, no, that's not that's a fictional political film.
1: That was on mine too, and then oh, I realized motherfucker. No,
0: Harvey Milk. But it lived. was
1: fictionalized. That's not it. It's
0: all. not a fictional place. based no, on real off. life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't of-
1: care. Milk is a freaking awesome <laughs> film.
0: <laughs> oh, it's an absolutely great Of Yes it is, but it's not for this category. Fuck off sorry. douchebag. He won to ask for that, right? Yes he did. Yes yeah, he did. Yes he did. All right, whatever. Go fatty.
2: All right, uh, I mean my next Bryce. one is, is another thriller. Uh, more political, though. Hunt for the Red October.
0: Okay, okay. I'll go with that one.
2: That's, you know, the whole communism bad of the 80s.
0: I wasn't really thrilled to film Sean Connery. Could not pull off a Russian accent. No, no not at all. But
2: you don't go in expecting
0: it. To. And then they have, uh, what's his name? Um, Alex. No, Tim Curry, uh,
2: who
0: comes in at the end with the other soldiers or Marines, and so look with the Keystone Cops. Yeah. It, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that movie. I love it. It's one of my guilty pleasures. Okay. Yeah. I know it's not a great movie. We're all movie. entitled to one of those. <laughs> we all have one. <laughs> <laughs> so number two on my list, three. number three, oh, no. no, number
1: two,
0: number two on, your list. Number two on my I'm list, it oh. <laughs> it's a movie probably neither one of you have heard of. It's called Advise and Consent from 1962. And it's all about the confirmation hearing of the Secretary of State played by Henry Fonda. And you find out through the machination and stuff that he actually perjured himself at some point. Mm, but that's not I'll the only it. thing going on during this. One of the senators who's on the, I guess, the judiciary com- or the committee that's overhearing these or presiding over this nomination hearing is being blackmailed for a homosexual tryst he had while he was in the army. Oh. Now remember, this movie was made in 1962. Yeah. So this is one of the first films that actually showed their depiction. Of a gay bar, which really? was pretty... I I couldn't believe that. I was like, this is what they're showing for a gay bar. Which yeah. actually looked like... Was it like Blue it, Velvet? No, it, no. Was, no, it, it, looked like, it, no, was it like Blanche? <laughs> it looked like a normal bar, but with just gay with customers. Guy, of course. But that was a really... It's a really good movie. It's a lot of political intrigue to it. Great cast. It's Henry Fonda, Charles Lawton, Don Murray, Walter Pigeon. Peter Lawford, Burgess Meredith, Inga Swenson, and Betty White. Ooh, Ooh <laughs> Betty. Yes. So that's my number two. What's your number three? My number three is Dick. Oh, good movie. <laughs> Love that movie. That Have you ever really seen that? Not seen it. It's with, oh my God, Kristen... who the hell is any Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Oh, and the other one, I can't forget her name. She was married to uh, the one who died. Keith, <laughs> uh Ledger. Yes. She yes. was married to him. And they're both these teenage girls who develop this teenage crush on... Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. Uh, wind,
1: wind yes. getting I mean, to because, know him, working for him. That's yeah. his dog sitter. I become his dog sitter. And then they find the tapes. <laughs> they
0: become involved in a Watergate scandal. I think I
2: have seen that. Who plays... That's... Um...
0: Um, Who plays Dick? He played Carla's wife on Cheers. I can't think of the actor's name. Oh, it's going to yeah. be crazy now. We have the, <laughs> Somebody look it up besides me. Have, I get <laughs> tired of looking all this stuff up all the time. But yeah, funny, funny movie. Yeah, that's really, really well done. Good good satire. Loved that movie. Yeah, yeah, really good. Oh, what the hell's his name? I can't think of it now your for the life of me. It. Dan Hedaya. Dan, Hedaya. Dan Hedaya. Hedaya. Okay, that's it. Dan Hedaya. Yeah, he does a good job playing Nixon, actually. Oh my he really God. does. Yeah. He's yeah. hysterical.
2: So what's number three on your list? Number three. All right, hold on. We did. My stretch, we did that one. You do that. I'm getting cookies. Ooh, get cookies. Can you get me water while you're on? No. Actually, yeah, give me yeah. something to drink too, hon. My third is Apocalypse Now. Because you can't, you cannot separate the Vietnam War. This is not one that I was like, oh, this is stretch. You can't That's separate It's not, the not war. a political
0: movie. You can't separate the it's War. It's not a political I, movie. I'll die on this hill. Yeah, you, you're definitely gonna die in <laughs> that hill. You're gonna have ants covering your body. That's not a political film didn't get cookies.
2: That's what you want. Uh, Motherfuckers.
0: Because you got me confused. Uh, we'll bring Steven in on this one when he comes back with the cookies. Uh, you
2: can't separate the I'm war sorry, that's from not... the policies yes, surrounding
0: the Yes, you can. He said Clockwork Orange now. No, he's saying Apocalypse Now no, no, is a no, political no, no, film. No, 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 no. Fine. That's not a political Fine. film. No. Fine.
1: If I can't have milk, you can. not <laughs> Fine. So we'll take scratch on chain. that.
2: Scratch I'll on take that. It on the
1: chin. <laughs> well, let me whip it
0: out and smack okay. it on the chin right now. Yes. My next choice is a 1992 film written, directed, and starring Tim Roberts called uh, Tim Robbins. Well, I was
1: and it's say
0: Tim It's called Bob Roberts. And he plays this conservative guitar playing candidate for the Senate. And it's like a mockumentary of his Senate campaign and all the machinations that go on. Somewhat prescient of what we see later on in politics. Guess what? up to today, too. Really brilliant satire. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really well done. I definitely give you a big thumbs up. A lot of people are in that movie. Susan Sarandon, of course, her husband, his wife. Uh, James Spader. Everyone makes cameo appearances in this movie. Really, really good. Big thumbs up for me. Bob Roberts. Roberts. So what's number four on your list, honey head? I have Beef is, is, for Vendetta. That is That's a good number choice. Number four on my yes. list as well. Ooh, yeah. so you both agree on one. Cool.
1: I, you know, I, I'm very bad in school in history, so I probably slept through this portion. But I didn't realize that all that shit really went on. What shit? The, the gunpowder plot. The
0: gunpowder plot. Oh, the gunpowder plot. Yeah, so, I thought you meant what happened in the movie. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> God, yeah, no, in whole, yeah, in the
1: 80s, <laughs> yeah, I was like, What are you talking about? No, the whole gun, oh, no, yeah, the plot.
0: gunpowder plot that was real, yes. So,
1: yeah, that was, I loved that movie, yeah, that's a well done I've, movie. I've yeah. actually watched that like five or six times, yeah, I think, yeah, we've yeah. watched
0: them a number of times. Oh, absolutely, that's It's like it's, it's, it's a cult classic, I yeah. think, oh, now, yeah. you know, yeah,
2: it's phenomenal,
0: right? It is, it is well done, too. Yep. Have you read the graphic novel? No, no, have not. God, that's by what's his name? Um, can't think of his name now. You
2: know oh, that? Damn guy. it!
0: That guy. It's the guy who wrote the thing. The thing. I know who you're talking about though. <laughs> Alan Moore. <coughs> that's it. Yep. Alan I Moore. Got it. Alan Moore.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh,
0: that's that's one of my favorites. I that's, wonder if he likes it. I know he's very critical of the film adaptations is. of his work. Well, rightfully so. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so that was your, both your number four. Is it okay? Yep. So nine, my number four is the film Dave from nineteen ninety three okay. with Kevin Kline, Sigourney Weaver, and Frank Langella, Ooh. in which Kevin Kline plays this he's a salesman actually, and he makes appearances as a look of the pre- as, as uh, a look like for the president. Ooh. And at one point, he's hired by the White House to appear as the president while the president is on a secret assignation, so Ooh. to speak, with another woman. And the president dies, and all of a sudden dies yeah. during this attic So then he fills in as, as president. president. Of course. And hijinks ensue, of oh, yes, course. Yes. Good movie, though. And it's Kevin Kline playing the president. I could yeah. really not like it. he still governed better than Donald Trump. Yes, <laughs> precisely. But he and, he and Sigourney Weaver are really good together yeah. in that, mm. I thought. And Frank Langell is a great villain. Yeah, so that was my number four choice. What is your fifth and final choice? My
2: fifth one was, he was the... Oh, yes, yes. He skipped his. I am between two, but I think one of them is going to be on your list, so I'll leave it. I'll say Forrest Gump. <sighs> not really political.
0: <sighs> he uncovers... All right, fine. Dr. Love. Dr. Dr. Love. Now, that's a good choice. I was saving it choice. because I figured... That's a good... No, it's not on big. my list. Really? I did not put it on my list. I almost had it on my list, but oh, I was... Um, of the border. I could.
2: I would have sworn that if anybody was going to pick
0: it. No, nope, no. Nope, I haven't. I have something else listed. Okay. Well, what yeah, do you have listed? but no, that's a good choice. It's that a, a choice. great movie. Great movie. Great. I think one of Stanley Kubrick's best, and very different from anything else God he made God, later yes. on. He moves out, and now he's trying to burn a house down. <laughs> right.
1: Not as bad as he husband
0: before. My number five is actually a tie between two movies. I couldn't In break other them words, apart. He
1: wanted to talk about these
0: two movies. <laughs> I couldn't break them apart. I just I couldn't name one over the other because they're both great political comedies. One is The Great Dictator with Charlie okay, Chaplin. Of course,
2: of course,
0: great fucking movie. Yeah. Just for the scene of him juggling the globe, so to speak, yeah, and yeah. dancing it off his ass and his head and everything. It's a great movie. And then Duck Soup, the Marx Brothers. Yeah, mm. one of my favorite movies, of course. But you know, it just—it's a satire on these politics and war. <laughs> so yeah, I had—I haven't seen the both of them. I couldn't yeah. resist. So those were my 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 choices. All right. Is that all of them for us? Yeah, That's hey. all five. Wow! Amazing. We had a lot of overlap. Yes, we did. So I guess we move on to our next segment then. Get off my lawn!
2: Did you hear me? I said, get off my lawn now!
0: Yes, it's time for the grumpy old gaming gripe of the week. And Bryce, what's your gripe of the week?
2: Oh, God, I thought I'd have one by now.
0: (laughs) I'm having too much fun. Stop this. Sorry. We'll try to do better next time. Give me something to gripe about. Um, I'll give you
1: something. Drivers around the holidays. Is that your gripe? Why do people, all of a sudden, they can't drive around the holidays? Even worse than they drive normal. And forget it if you're around shopping malls. God All of a sudden Nobody knows how to merge Nope Nobody knows how to use a blinker Nope Nobody has patience, and I'm included in that one. Yes, you I are. Run out of patience? Oh my really god! It's the road
0: rage himself. Yeah.
1: But you have to admit, I was good when we went to the mall in that craziness. I
0: wouldn't know because I was under the influence of cannabis to help me put up with <laughs> <in> his <laughs> road rage. <laughs>
1: See, I was no—that was say... to put up for the the 38-minute line that
0: you had to wait Jesus for. Christ, and... that was yeah, the other. Oh, we talked about that the last episode, I think. Yeah, I was
2: I was gonna bitch about drivers as well, but I think the last. last... Last time I was on here, my gripe was drivers. My my gripe is is always drivers. Because you get the ones that want to go
1: 30 and a 50, and you get the ones that want to go 90 and a 30. 30. Yep. And neither one of them want to budge. Or you're on the parkway, and you have all three lanes doing 40, and there's nobody in front of you. Yeah. It's like, you want to do 40, stay in the right lane, and get the fuck out of everyone else's way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're
1: only doing 80, get the fuck out of the fucking left lane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I need to pass. My school traffic, I think, has to be my gripe. I take back roads to get to work because I'm not going to take the fucking northern state yeah. at 7 in the morning. But <sighs> these people who are dropping their fucking kids off at school, they, oh, they all go 25 in a 40, and it's like, look, I, you have kids. Fine. Just go the fucking speed limit. Yeah. I left in time so I could go the speed limit to get to work. Not so I could fucking sit behind you for 40 extra minutes. Yeah. I'm a little bit more patient with buses. Uh, with a, a bus is a bus. A you bus can't... is a bus.
1: Stop when a bus... People, stop when a bus is stopped. Don't try to hit the fucking kids. Yeah. But when a bus is sitting there with their fucking flashes on, and no kids are fucking moving in the bus, and they sit there for another 10 minutes before they close the doors, yep. that annoys me.
2: That's annoying, but... I don't know. I can't get mad at it. But,
1: yeah, the, the parents around the schools need to learn oh how to drive. God. They want to park all over the place because they don't want to have to deal with the, the guards at the school, yep. you know.
2: And around by us, I they're live, all double parked. I live across from a school. I'm yeah. across the street from the school and we do street parking because both of mm-hmm. the people who live upstairs work in the mornings and Indy works from home so they need to be able to get out. And if I'm Home. If I'm coming home between two and four, I forget. I'm parking around the fucking block. Yep, absolutely ridiculous.
1: What's your gripe?
2: My gripe? Those X chair
1: commercials. <laughs> what? You don't want a three thousand dollar chair that will finger you and they, massage your shoulders at the same if time? If they
0: think I'm going to pay at a minimum five hundred dollars for the for the basic chair, That's a basic chair. Let alone. Three thousand no dollars for the lot. You're out of your No fucking function, right. just the, chair just is five the
2: fun- Oh chair. my it's like you gotta be kidding me. That's insane. Right? You Fine. know how
1: much I paid for the chair you're sitting in? Forty bucks. $89.99 and it was on <laughs> sale for 50% off that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: I mean, come on. It's like... And you're... then
1: my company said, oh, well, we're going to reimburse you for it all. I would have gotten the fucking I would have gotten an X chair. Yep, next...
0: <laughs> but it's like, if you're in a chair for... if you're Unless you're in a chair 16 hours out of the day, you don't need this fucking chair. You know what? Programmers and everybody...
1: I know programmers that don't they, they still use their fucking kitchen chairs.
0: Yeah. It's like if they can do that. Anybody who's got money to buy to... that chair has got too much fucking too money. money. Donate it to charity, it'll go to better use. Jesus Christ. Pay off a kid's lunch at school. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. I c I couldn't believe when I see those well, freaking commercials. Well, and then they see how much they want for them. I'm it's like, Get rid- the fuck out of here. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that's a bad one. Yeah, those <laughs> fucking chairs. Oh my god. <sighs> oh my god. Anyway, this brings us now to the conclusion of this week's episode. It's over
1: already. Yes,
0: it is. You guys aren't very talkative tonight. We're today. not.
1: We're not. We're sober. You show sober. sober. <laughs> <laughs> I need someone
0: intoxicated <laughs> like Tommy back on the show. Jesus Christ, the wine was you not flowing.
1: Record this day. Oh my promise. god, the wine
0: was Record not flowing day. here tonight. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: But the part is, because my... Freaking eyes with the pot is just... No one
0: calls it pot anymore. It's cannabis, dear. Get with the program. It's weed. <laughs> cannabis.
1: With your Mary Jane.
0: <laughs> Mary Warner. It's a dude. Come on, now. But anyway, we want to thank Bryce very much for coming in tonight. Of course. Glad he was finally you, able to join us.
2: Thank you for having me. Our it's
0: pleasure, definitely.
2: nice to actually be on the podcast. Yeah.
0: And I want to thank my husband for filling in for our absent Thomas. No problem. Of course it's no problem. You're the producer. You
2: you got got me out (laughs) of doing laundry
0: tonight. (laughs) Right? Exactly. But anyway, we will not be back with an episode next week. We will be off next week because Stephen and I will be in our final week of rehearsals for the play The Pavilion, opening on January 13th. At South Shore Theater Experience on Wellwood Avenue in Lindenhurst. It opens on January 13th and runs through, hold on, let me look at my calendar here, runs through January 21st. Yes. It's a nice little play about a love story about an unrequited love. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. So, yes, yeah, so I'll come and see that. In the meantime, you can always catch out all of our episodes, plus our bonus material on our website. Dub, dub, D- dub. <laughs> old gay and their You can also follow our daily postings on Facebook and Twitter. And go on
1: our Facebook page and you can do a... Facebook donation to South Shore Theater Experience for Patrick's birthday.
0: Yes, it's posted on my personal Facebook page, Patrick Finn, and but I've also shared old. it on the Grumpy Old Gamer yes. Facebook page as well. And yes, feel free to make a donation to the theater. They could use the money. Yes, it's a yes. not-for-profit company, so that's about it. Anything else you gentlemen want to add? Nah, no. nah, you're done. Nah. We're too sober. Yeah, I'll say. Jesus Christ, this can't, this can't ever <laughs> happen again. Christ, yeah, it's like I'm a temperate seriously. society meeting here. <laughs> Jesus. So, until our next episode, which will be released on January 8th, no, January 20th, will be when our next episode comes out. So until then, have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches.